You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. You're listening to The Overflow with MC Brooks on GGR Pirate Radio. Swing a fly ball, center field deep. Bellinger going back to the warning track, to the wall. It's a grand slam. Howie Kendrick with a grand slam here in the 10th inning of game five. The Nationals seven, the Dodgers three. Do you believe it? Pull the lever, Frank. Run lever. Yeah, yeah. I'm in my element, like going sign. Thinking it's no time to call this wine. Get hip to me, cause I missed the well, look with the cat dragon. With a frozen gun. Am I right? Me hold my tongue. My vocab, like going sign. Not your babe, like my it has been forever since I have recorded a brand new episode of The Overflow. And I'm very happy to be back. Because we're back. That's the plan. Before I get into all of that, though, uh, hi, everyone. I'm your host, MC Brooks. Welcome to another episode of The Overflow with MC Brooks on GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you are following us or subscribe to us on all of our social media. It's Great Geek Refuge on Twitter, on Instagram, and Facebook. You can be part of our Facebook group. We also have a Patreon where you can directly support all of the amazing things that we do. For as low as a dollar, we have multiple tiers that will get you access to a ton of perks, ton of merch, early access to content, and a number of other things. So if you are interested in supporting us, monetarily speaking, then please go follow us on Patreon as well. As for me, I'm MC Brooks. Uh, again, you can follow me on all social media. I am on Twitter at MC underscore Brooks. And I actually just recently returned to Instagram. So I am Serial Rhyme Killer on Instagram. And uh, those are the, the best places that you can, you know, find out about me and, you know, what I'm doing and all of that good stuff. So today, 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 uh, I originally had a whole other podcast recorded that I was going to do because it's been a roughly seven months maybe six months and since I last recorded a new episode of this show. And I mean, there are a number of reasons as to, you know, kind of why I went on this really abrupt hiatus. Uh, some of it was, you know, pandemic uh, related, you know, kind of fell into some dark times because of uh, what's going on with, uh, you know, COVID right now. Uh, and, and, so, and some of it was also just some uncertainty about, you know, what to do with the show. Like, what is this show supposed to be? You know, are people listening to the show? You know, are people interested in the things that I have to say? And, you know, even though I wasn't recording anything, and even though, you know, many of you have definitely heard me on the on GGR's main flagship podcast, that's a whole different thing than what goes into recording new episodes of this podcast. So I've spent quite a bit of time just kind of unsure of what to do. And, you know, sometimes like I'm not someone who believes in signs or, or anything like that. But uh, not long ago, Mike actually contacted me and let me know that like streams for the overflow were like through the roof. I mean, like 
shout out to our GGR fans in general because our streams over the course of quarantine have been pretty phenomenal. Our numbers have been phenomenal. Our subscribers have been phenomenal. Now, we've managed to build a really beautiful community um, full of really amazing people. Um, but for some reason, the overflow just in the last, I want to say the last month or two, like the streaming numbers have just gone through the roof. And I'm not really sure what that came from, but it was kind of the thing I needed to kind of really to really get back into doing this and recording something solo again. Because recording with Mike and Rambo and Steve is it's always awesome. You know what I'm saying? It, it's it's always awesome. It, it's no different than, you know, literally just chatting with a bunch of your buddies about whatever, you know. Uh, but doing something solo is, is a whole different animal. And that was kind of the, the kick that I needed to kind of get back into this. And so originally I had a whole other podcast where I kind of went into a lot more detail about it. But I don't want to do that. I, I didn't want to make I didn't wanna, want my first episode back from hiatus to be, you know, all down and sad and, and so on and so forth. Uh, I have a number of things that I definitely want to discuss, but I want to make sure that on the front end of this that I at least mention that that's, you know, kind of what's been going on. Like if you've noticed that there have been no new episodes for months, you know, if you haven't, if you've been looking forward to them, it's not just because there have been no conventions, which is sad because, you know, I miss conventions. I miss cosplaying. I miss being around uh, really amazing nerdy folks. Uh, just having a good time celebrating the things that we love. So I, I, I miss cons, but cons aren't the only thing I do. And I think that this podcast has way more to offer than just doing reviews of conventions and whatnot. So today or tonight, whenever whenever you're going to be listening to this, I have a couple of different things that I am planning to talk about. Uh, today we've got a we got a boatload of just amazing 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 nerdy news and i'm just going to kind of run run the gamut and just talk about all of the different things uh that have that have come out today stuff that you know that i would love to discuss and just give my opinion on and uh you know before i get into that again i want to say thank you to everyone who is listening to this podcast even if you're a first-time listener um my mental health has taken a big toll over the last couple of months. And like, it's like, I am extremely grateful that some of you are inter interested in hearing me rant and rave about, you know, different stuff. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get into the first subject. So Batwoman is a controversial show, controversial show. A lot of people had issues with it and that's even before that's even before the show had even aired uh when it came when it was announced it was coming to the cw you know some of the marketing and some of the some of the uh promo for it kind of it, it kind of upset a lot of different people when it came to the batwoman show i mean for one people were were, were upset because you know why are you doing batwoman instead of doing batman which, if you know anything about anything, when it comes to the higher end of DC properties, they're not going to be on TV. They're going to the movies. So that's not to say that Batwoman is a bad character or anything, but 
it's part of the reason that they didn't do a Batman show is the fact that, you know, they, they say Batman for, for the, for the movies. And so Batwoman got the, got the selection for it to, to be the newest CW show. Uh, and so like season one happened and, you know, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. Um, I think the show had a ton of issues. The writing was kind of inconsistent and not great. Uh, the acting outside of, you know, uh, three, two or three characters was not particularly great. And even though, you know, everything got shut, got uh, shut down because of the virus earlier this year, uh, even with how it ended, it didn't really inspire confidence that they knew exactly what they were going to do. And they knew how to stick the landing for what it is that they were they were doing now. Even with all that being said, I'm someone who likes to give stuff a chance. So even if season one is not particularly great, that was it wasn't going to be enough that I was not going to watch the show. Now, the big surprise came in May of this year when it was announced that Ruby Rose was going to be leaving Batwoman altogether. And I fell in line with a lot of people who were like, well, dang, that sucks. You know, I was really curious to see what they what they're going to do. And instead of just casting someone else to be Kate Kane, they actually decided to go in a different route and get a brand new character named Ryan Wilder. And, you know, Javicia Leslie uh, was was chosen to portray Ryan Wilder to be the new iteration of Batwoman. She is a black woman. She is bisexual. And. I got to say, I was surprised, but I'm also intrigued because, I mean, I'm not so much of a traditionalist with, I mean, with most properties that I think there's anything wrong with going in a new direction with something. I think on some level, yes, if you're a fan of a particular character, like you want to see that character get, you know, the justice you think they deserve. Right. And so... I, I kind of get, you know, being upset that you're not going to get, you know, uh, a consistent portrayal of Kate Kane if you're a fan of that character. But I'm also of the opinion that literally uh, any of these characters, anyone can play any of these characters. So even though they didn't cast uh, Javicia to be uh, Kate Kane, even if they had, I would have been okay with it. Because my my rule when it comes to this kind of stuff is... Unless your race or ethnicity is directly tied to your character and their origins and their motivations for becoming a hero and what they do, then anyone can be anything. Because, you know, racism is the biggest reason why the majority of these characters that you know and love are white and have been white for as long as they've known you've known them. So I'm totally OK with Javicia, you know, taking over and, and turning a black woman into Batwoman because I, I also think the thing that benefits them is that now you're not beholden to the comics. Uh, you are able to tell your story. You know, you don't have to rely on source material. You don't have to worry about upsetting people, you know, because you're not doing, you know, the source material. You can kind of, you know, do what you want to do with the character. And I find that to be particularly intriguing. So uh, today, the big news that came out today is that we 
finally, finally got to take a look at Javicia for the first time in the Batwoman suit. Now, before today, there were uh, there were images that were taken by people who you know reg who are in Vancouver and who regularly take pictures of uh, the Arrowverse shows um, out there, but with with uh, with the images that we saw, like you could tell that they basically had had Javicia, you know, wearing uh, something that looked exactly like uh, Kate Kane's suit, which makes sense for what they're choosing to do with the character. Uh, the story, as far as we know, you know, she is apparently going going to be like she finds the Batwoman suit, and so that's going to be you know part of it. And so, like her wearing a suit that isn't really tailored for her with a wig that doesn't really fit her, like it makes a it makes a ton of sense. So I have I don't have so like I I didn't have an issue with it looking the way it looked, uh, because it like it's consistent with what they're trying to do with the story. But this new suit, and I'm gonna pull it up here, and if you're curious, it'll be in the promo image. Uh, for this particular episode. So all you got to do is look at the promo image and uh, you'll see one or perhaps both of the pictures. So you'll, you'll be able to see exactly what they, uh, what they look like. And even if you uh, don't, you mean, you can just Google. I mean, it's, it, it won't be hard to find exactly, you know, uh, what they look like. Now, the biggest differences, the biggest differences between Kate Kane's suit and Javicia's suit, I mean, um, and Ryan Wilder's suit, is obvious from the beginning. It's the hair. It's the hair. They 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 chose to go with big hair for Javicia, and I particularly like it. I know, like, I'm not like I obviously I don't wear wigs, weaves, or, or anything like that. So like I don't know the exact term for uh, what you want to call this, but. Uh, she has the she has big hair. It's kind of wavy. Um, the, the 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 most notable thing about it though is it's not just red. Like the 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 iconic thing about the Batwoman character most notably is the bright red hair that she wears. You know, it's how you identify her at the fact that you know it's Batwoman. And so uh, they chose to go with a darker wig. Where. It starts out kind of dark and black at the top, and it kind of becomes red as it goes down. It's a really cool effect, honestly. I, I particularly I like it. Um, I don't know if they changed the, the color scheme, but the, the red on the chest plate, it kind of pops a bit more. It looks a, it looks a bit more crimson, which I kind of like because crimson is my favorite character, uh, my favorite color. And so I really like the, the look on it. The gauntlets on her arms... They, they, they appear to be kind of big. I don't actually remember if Kate Kane, if uh, Ruby Rose's suit had uh, gauntlets on it. I feel like it did, but if they did, it, they were black and not noticeable. And these are uh, red, and they, they, look, they look really dope. I kind of like the belt, too. The, the belt looks, you know, really simplistic, but it, it looks like this. It looks like um, the kind of one where that, bat, that Batman would wear if he were... To wear it's the utility belt and it looks really cool all together um but and but there are two different there are two different images of it and i think there, there's a secondary image that kind of 
pops a bit more. So there's one that you see that's obviously taken at nighttime because you can see that there's the moon in the background and some like some buildings and stuff. Uh, but there's another one they take where you can see kind of in the light. And the cool thing about it is when you see it, like the red pops a lot more. Like it, it definitely pops when you look at it in dark. But when you see it in the light, it definitely pops a lot more. And I think the, 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 the coolest thing, too, is on the cape. On The, the cape kind of matches her hair in the sense of it starts out black at the top and then kind of gradually fades into red by the time you reach the bottom. You can also see a bit more of the, the fabric that they decided to use. You can see that she has like knee guards and whatnot. And just the, the fabric of, of, of this, like the, the design of this suit looks amazing. It looks amazing. Like Ruby Rose had this weird like this like line thing going on on her chest plate. And it wasn't it wasn't bad. I, I don't say that to say that it was bad. But I really like how uh, this how this looks like this looks like just a higher quality suit. When you look at the mask. So with with Ruby Rose, you know, they, they kind of did a couple different things with the mask because it didn't seem like it ever really fit her. Or it seemed like there were some some comfort issues as far as um as far as the the face mask was was going and so like when you watched over the course of season one like you could tell you know that you could tell that it was a bit clunky like the the first mask she had was really wide it, it looked weird uh the second one she had it fit a bit better but you know it, it almost felt like it was completely detached from the suit which which kind of made it look weird to me um, and, and I think with the, the one she had towards the end was probably the best looking one, but there were a number of changes that they had to make in order to, to make that function. And I just, I like the design of this a lot better. It looks, it looks a lot more comfortable. It fit Javice, it fits Javice, Javicia's face. Um, I also like that they went with the, the, with hiding her neck area. Cause that was another thing that they kind of did with Ruby Rose's suit and trying to, adjusted for for a uh, uh, level of comfort was uh, I think they one one version of her suit like didn't have the neck uh, covered or protected and you can clearly see that that's the the case here it looks really good like it, it like to draw a comparison it almost looks like uh, the, the the flash suit from this from season four it kind of looks like like that in terms of how it it all comes together I I really like it. Um, I'm really excited for Batwoman. Um, I think they have a lot of potential to to do something awesome with the character. And the fact that it is a black woman, um, you know, I, I, there's something just really inspiring and really amazing about, you know, seeing a black woman in the cow. I know people have issues with it. Um but you know who who cares? It's not it's it's not it's not really about you know it's not really about trying to please everybody. It's trying to do what's best for the show. And Javicia has just a he, she just has this energy that is just really dope. And you know I, I I'm very excited. Um, I'm I'm really curious to see. I, I wish it were January already so that you know 
These episodes could be right on the horizon. But I say all that to say that I, I'm excited. The suit looks amazing. Make sure you go check it out. And um, with that being said, we're going to transition to the next thing. Batwoman wasn't the only one to get a brand new suit revealed today. It was also uh, revealed today that we got the concept art for Red Hood for season three of Titans, right? And I'm not super familiar with the Red Hood character. I know, obviously know who Red Hood is. I know the story of Red Hood. Um, and, and even though Titans, I don't think is a particularly great show, even after rewatching it a second time to kind of see if I understood the issues I had with it. I'm very intrigued about what they're deciding to do. Cause I, I do think, you know, darker takes on characters can be cool and doing a darker take on, on the Titans can be cool. You know, I think that there are way, there are ways to, to make it work. And so, uh, Jason is is honestly one of my favorite characters on on Titans. Um, I I, I uh, actually didn't mind how he was handled in in season two. You know, my first wa- my first watch through, I, I thought that they probably could have handled it better. But honestly, I, I think they I think they did a pretty good job uh, with with uh, with Jason. So I don't I don't particularly mind how how, how excuse me how he was handled. Um, and, and like my fear though, is that they either rush Red Hood or they take too long to get to Red Hood. So like one of my issues with Titans in general was the fact that we knew Nightwing was coming. Like we, we knew that it, we, we knew that it was coming. We, we knew that Robin was eventually going to transition away from the Robin uh, superhero name into something he could get, he could uh, uh, do for himself in Nightwing. It took two seasons to do that. And, and, and it just kind of it was kind of upsetting because I didn't feel like they needed to use all of season two to get to Nightwing. And so I'm hoping when it comes to Red Hood that it doesn't take all 13 episodes and then we get red hood at the end. I'm not saying he needs to, you know, come in guns blazing in episode one, but his, I I want his story to make sense. I want his story to make sense. I want it to be cohesive. Um, from my understanding, I know there are a number of, uh, different things that they have planned for Titans, uh, season three. I know that Batgirl is uh, supposed to be coming coming in. Uh, obviously mentioned uh, Red Hood is uh, going to uh, be coming. And Scarecrow is also going to be part of it. And then we also have Blackfire, uh, Starfire's sister, who's going to be part of uh, Season 3 of Titans. So there's, there's a number of different things you can do. And I, I just want them to, to do do right by the characters. I don't think Titans is bad, but I don't think it's great. And I think the writing and pacing has been part of the reason behind why that's been the case. Now, with that being said, this Red Hood concept art, 
looks pretty phenomenal. Honestly, I would definitely cosplay as Red Hood. He looks like this concept art looks really badass. It looks like it was taken directly out of the comics. Look like it looks excuse me, looks like it was taken directly out of uh Ar- Batman Arkham Knight. Again, the thing that that pops on here is the red. The red and the red on Red Hood's costume pops immediately as you as you look at it. Now, as I'm looking at it, I'm not entirely sure if if this is completely 3D or if this is a suit. But if the suit is going to look like this, then I am absolutely going to uh, be into it. If there's one thing I can't really complain a lot about with Titans. Some of their suits have been have been have been pretty good. The Nightwing suit looked really good. So Hawk and Dove's suits I, I, I like a lot. Um, even Jason's uh, Robin suit I thought looked really cool. So, you know, th- this this looks really dope. And as I look at uh, both promo both promo images, I see here, uh, like I, I really like this one where he's surrounded by fire and he's he's got both the guns in his hand and he looks like he's walking towards someone or something or in in case of the pictures walking towards the camera. Um, but it, it just it looks really dope. It looks really intriguing, and so you know I, I don't really know what they're going to do with his character in season three. But I just hope that they don't that they find the right way to introduce him, and that they find the right way to pace it into the story. Like I, like I say, I don't want to wait until episode thirteen to finally uh, see him show up. Like, I, I don't want 12 episodes of kind of hinting at he could be around. Like, I, I, I want I want 13 episodes of him showing up, him being involved, him dealing with his issues with the other Titans. I, 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 I'm very intrigued. You know, Titans has not been so bad that, that I'm not going to watch it. But I've had issues with their writing and their pacing. And so I just hope that uh, in season three, whenever we get season three, that we are able to uh, get a better product than the first two seasons have been. They haven't been bad, but they haven't been particularly great either. That said, let's bounce to the next one. If there's one thing that is consistent about this show in particular, if there is one thing that you all know about me as the host of this show in particular. It's that I am a Sonic the Hedgehog fan. Right? I've been a the, the biggest fan of Sonic the Hedgehog since I was a young kid. And I played Sonic 2 for the first time on my older sister's Sega Genesis way back in the day. I actually took over her console and played it more than she did. <laughs> Um, but I'm a huge fan of, of Sonic the Hedgehog, which is not an easy thing to say in 2020. Hasn't been an easy thing to say for the last decade because, you know, we are a loyal bunch. Even while Sega and Sonic Team regularly tell us how much they don't care about us, what we want and what we deserve. Right. And so, like, the last decade in particular has been full of. You know, just misstep after after misstep after misstep. Um, you know, and, and, and Generations was really promising. 
It was really promising. Colors was promising. And then just since then, we've gotten, you know, the, the, the racing game, which whatever, you know, like I, it gets into something that annoys me. And it gets into the thing that annoyed me about the movie, which is the thing we like about Sonic is the fact that he is running and running fast. When you take away the thing that we like most about Sonic and you're not giving us anything else to care about in terms of story or plot, it, it like it, it, it makes it understandable why people drag the Sonic franchise as much as they do. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it makes it makes sense why that happens. And so it hasn't been easy to be a Sonic fan. And so this year was supposed to be the year of Sonic the Hedgehog. You know, it was supposed to happen at South by Southwest. At South by Southwest, we were supposed to be getting uh, brand new Sonic news. You know, and, and, and they promised that we were going to get little tidbits of stuff over the course of the year. And obviously, due to the pandemic, that hasn't happened. That has not been the case. But we really haven't gotten much of anything, honestly. And that's been disappointing because Mario, you know, who you could look at and argue is a rival franchise. Mario has had a good year that uh, that pack they released in September with the with a bunch of classic uh, Mario games for the switch genius. It is a genius move. Genius. And so. I say and so a lot, don't I? <laughs> but we've been waiting for months trying to figure out like what's going to happen with Sonic. I mean, if you ask me, they fumbled they they fumbled the ball by not having a game ready for when the movie came out. For not having a TV show ready when the, the movie came out. For not having some sort of media something to package uh with the movie so that you can you can introduce Sonic to a new generation and kind of take advantage of the the movie, the popularity stemming from the movie. And just imagine what would have happened this year when movies were getting delayed left and right, where TV shows are getting delayed left and right, where there's a whole lot of uncertainty. And Sonic is already going to end the year as the highest grossing uh, movie of the year, which, you know, makes a ton of sense. Because it was the last movie <laughs> to come out before the before the pandemic, and just imagine like how that that might have propped up the IP of Sonic the Hedgehog just even more, even more. But that's before. Apparently, we we have some rumors that have that have, uh, that have come out. Something is happening on December seventh. Excuse me, December second with the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise. Uh, there's a lot of speculation as to what that could be. Some people are thinking it's going to be a game announcement. I, I don't believe it's a game announcement. Some think it could be uh, not a new game announcement, but perhaps a, a bundle game announcement. So, for example, you know, announcing that like Sonic, that, uh, Sonic Forces will be available on PC or that 
they have ported uh, Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 to the Switch or something like that. And honestly, that sounds amazing. I, I, I would be here for that because Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 are two of the best games uh, in the franchise as far as I'm concerned. And being able to introduce that to a new generation uh, who, who may not have access to PlayStation Plus or, um, excuse me, PlayStation Now or whatever the Xbox equivalent of it is, uh, to, to play it will, will be great. And they're, they're great games in general. And for a lot of people would argue that they are two of the greatest games that, that have come out. I would be one of the people to, to definitely argue that. So let's say, you, you know, it could be a, a bundle with like Adventure uh, Adventure 2 and Heroes um, coming out. I would be I would be totally in favor of that. But there's just a lot of uncertainty about what exactly this announcement could be. Uh, Sonic Sonic's 30th anniversary is next year. My boy is turning 30. And as someone who turned who turned 30 not long ago, it's kind of a big deal. So, I'm curious to see what this announcement could be. Now, given uh how Sega and Sonic Team have handled the Sonic IP. My guess is I wouldn't get my hopes up about this being some sort of literal game announcement or something. Like it wouldn't or or it wouldn't surprise me if this were a game announcement for something on mobile. We know that next year it's confirmed that there are multiple Sonic games coming for sure. So this could have something to do with that but it could also not be much of anything at all i'm just there's this there's just not a, not a ton of information and we are a we are a community that is starving for new sonic information so just j j at just the announcement or the discovery that something is coming on December 2nd, it's got the community in a frenzy right now trying to figure out what exactly this could be. Now, my hope, you know, for for, for Sonic's 30th uh, next year, my hope is that, you know, we get three things in particular. Because if we're being honest, Sonic, I mean, Sonic needed the, the movie to be successful, like regardless of whether of how you or I feel about the movie in particular. And I wasn't the biggest fan of it, but it it needed to do well. It needs a rebrand. And so I feel like for next year, three things can help get Sonic on track. And, and because we know multiple games are confirmed, it's going to go into exactly what i'm talking about which is we need the next 3d sonic game and we need it soon because again the last decade has not been great for sonic sonic forces was not a good game i i play it because i i i own it and there were some interesting things about it but it just in general wasn't a good game the story, like the, the, the they sold me on the trailer, because I am all for, you know, taking Sonic in in a down a dark path, 
to highlight, you know, how much of a hero he is, so on and so forth. But we didn't really get that. And, you know, shout out to IDW because the, the IDW comics have handled the Forces story so much better than the game did. But yeah, the, the first thing we need is, is that. We, we need the new Sonic game. We, we, need the, we need the next thing. It's been entirely too long. And I don't think Sonic will ever become a forgotten about character. But it's become a meme just how bad, how bad, you know, these, you know, it's been to be a Sonic fan. And, you know, Sega and Sonic team need to, they, they, they need to take a risk. I really feel like since Sonic 06 was such a colossal failure, they have rarely, like, tried to take a chance with with the games like in a in a positive direction because they've done different stuff but i really think they need to 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 get some of those writers back and and you know if you're going to make a game that focuses just on sonic cool i'm 100 percent okay with that but in in creating a, the next sonic game and making the next sonic game good they need to show that they have an understanding of the character. It is so infuriating that they don't seem to have an understanding of who these characters are. I've said multiple times that the Sonic lore, the Sonic IP, has so many interesting characters to choose from. You have so many diverse characters that you can do a lot of interesting things with. And it just it just seems like they they reduce these characters to being completely one dimensional. Like, I get it. Knuckles is a brawler. You know? He's someone who uses his fists. He's not the fast, he's not speedster like Sonic, but he's extremely strong. But that doesn't mean you need you need to make him dumb. Like, we don't need to keep falling down the rabbit hole of, well, he's just gullible and just is easily tricked by everything. Yet, like, yes, that did happen. But that doesn't need to be his story every time he comes up. That, you know, he that he just gets fooled and is not until Sonic comes around. That he that he figures it out. Shadow doesn't have to be emo edge edge lord boy. You know what I'm saying? That that doesn't need to be him. You can do things with these characters and make them interesting. You have a lot to play with. I I get wanting to get you know you want to get Sonic right, but you got to get these other the supporting characters right too. You know you they undid a lot of the work that was set up by. Uh, Adventure 1 and 2, you know, Tails underwent this entire arc of learning how to stand on his own too, on learning how to, you know, not just follow Sonic around, like how to be his own hero. And that was really inspirational. It was really wonderful to watch about Adventure 1 and 2. And then you get rid of that and, and turn it, turn him into you know, scaredy cat who just runs behind Sonic because, of course, 
you have so many interesting characters to play with. So, like, my hope is that with the next 3D Sonic, like, I get wanting to get Sonic right, but please get the other characters right, too. They are not one-dimensional characters. You don't have to reduce them to the only thing you think you know about them. I could definitely do a whole other podcast about how about each one of these various Sonic characters and what you could do with them to be interest to make them interesting. Honestly, that might be a podcast in the future. But yeah, the first thing is that we need we need the next Sonic game. Secondly, we need you know, we need ports of some of these classic Sonic characters, uh, Sonic games. You know, I, I, Adventure and Adventure 2 deserve reboots. They absolutely do. I'm sorry. Like, they are incredible games. They deserve reboots. As much as we deserve to get the next new Sonic game too, there's nothing wrong with, with, with doing something that a lot of other play, uh, uh, companies and franchises are doing, which is remaking classic versions of the game and kind of updating them with their graphics and, 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 and whatnot. We saw how successful the Final Fantasy VII remake was. People were asking for that for over 20 years. Over 20 years. And we finally got it. And it was pretty amazing. And so I, I want that. I 100% I, I want that. And it deserves that. And the third thing and the final thing is Sonic needs a television show. We we need television Sonic. We need a new cartoon or something. The movie was successful, but with Sonic's 30th anniversary, the Sonic we all know and love, the Sonic that is most inspirational to a lot of a lot of folks is from the TV shows, from the cartoons. I remember Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. I remember the Saturday AM special. With the Freedom Fighters. I remember Sonic X. And even though I never watched. um, I wanted to call it Sonic Lost World. Uh, I don't think it's Sonic Lost World. Whatever. um, Whatever the other. Whatever the other one was. That was a a decade ago. Um, But I didn't watch it. But. It was successful. You know what I'm saying. So. We need the next thing. We 100% need the next thing. We need the next cartoon. It can be it can be animated, it can be 3D, it can be whatever. But we we desperately need the next Sonic thing uh, on television because that's that's where Sonic has been at its peak for an extended p- period of time. so that's my thing if you if you manage to give us you know a brand new game that's really good focuses on sonic with a good well-written story that you know understands the characters if you give us uh reboots or remakes of uh you know, adventure and adventure two and potentially heroes as well. That'll be great. If you give us Sonic Mania two, that'll be great. But here here and, and this will be my final point. 
Give us 3D Sonic that doesn't rely on nostalgia. Like, the idea of having classic Sonic and modern Sonic interact is cool. I'm a fan of The Flash. I love seeing Barry Allen and the others interact with himself in other timelines. Like, I, it's cool. I get it. It's fun. But we, we don't need to keep giving you, like, stop giving us the crutch of classic Sonic. Stop it. Just give us a good 3D Sonic that just focuses on 3D Sonic. We don't need the other stuff. I don't need classic Sonic. The classic levels are cool, but I don't I'm I don't want to I don't want side scroller Sonic. I want 3D Sonic. I want good 3D levels. If you look at the Sonic community and you look at the the fan-made games, that's where a lot of the future of Sonic seems to be. Because they seem to understand, you know, how to make good levels, how to make a game that's fun and interesting. And they're not professionals. So, so if that's the future, embrace it. But I need Sonic Team to, to get on that. I need Sega to get on that. Take a risk. Take a chance. If you really if you really want to, you know, return to prominence, return to glory, that's that's got to be the wave right there. You you've got to take a chance and, and and stop using the crutch of uh of classic Sonic. Give us 3D Sonic. We deserve it. So, I think I'm going to end there. I think I'm going to end there. Just hit the 45 minute mark. I think I'm going to end there. So if you enjoyed the episode, uh, thank you for listening for one. Two, make sure you follow Great Geek Refuge on all social media platforms. We are Great Geek Refuge on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you want to you know, communicate with myself or any of, anyone else, uh, you can join our Facebook group where we are constantly posting news and memes and just having fun little mini discussions that sometimes make their way onto the main podcast. You can follow me. On Twitter at MC Brooks or on Instagram at uh, Serial Rhyme Killer. On Instagram, that's Killer with an A. Um, and oh, go to the website. <laughs> I'm, I'm like forgetting all the things. It's like I'm supposed to have a whole checklist of stuff here. Uh, make sure you go to the website. Uh, look at all our podcasts and our content there. Uh, remember Tuesdays, I stream. So if you're interested in video games then definitely come check out GGR Play Along. Uh, we'll be playing something every week, and we have good times and a lot of fun while watching it. Uh, lastly, uh, definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our Patreon if you want to support us. And just thank you for uh, being an inspiration to me and for listening. Um, I hope to continue uh, providing more content with the overflow going forward. That said, I love you all. Have a good night. Catch you on the flip side. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs>